Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. FFM, I'm so excited for this one because it's an episode that I've not teased but on purpose at all, but just continuously mentioned as something I've done in the past and someone I've worked with and something I've personally found extremely interesting, but do not have the depth of knowledge or wisdom to speak on in a manner that I find helpful. So I'm super pumped to have Alexandra Cole on the show today. She is the woman I worked with as my human design coach. She did my human design chart and then we did one-on-one coaching about six months ago, probably, maybe a little bit longer, a few sessions focused on how I can best use that information to succeed in this world, both from a personal and a career standpoint. She is really freaking smart, wears so many hats. I have many mutual friends, like we're in the same world, and I am just honored to know her and she's great. And having been a client of hers, I can really attest to her amazingness. One thing I want to note, and I like, I just feel like this would be helpful if you're interested in this topic, I would find out what your energy type is because she gives really good descriptions of the five different energy types. And personally, I feel it would be even more beneficial as a listener if I knew which one I was because I know what I am and hearing her explain them all is helpful because I know when she's speaking about me that it either resonates or things that I should put into practice. And similarly, like I know what Joe is, I know what Liam is. Anyway, I just think it would help. So if you are able to, you can go to myhumandesign.com and get your chart and it'll say what your energy type is. If you're not able to, that is totally fine. Still an awesome episode to listen to. I just think why not give you that extra added option for bonus takeaways. Without further ado, here's Alexandra. Come on in, take a seat. Alexandra, I'm really excited to have you because not only do I love you and your work, but also I've mentioned like, I don't know, it just keeps coming up, when, especially in my solo episodes when I'm talking about the way I look at the world or the way I receive things or the way I react. I'll like randomly mentioned, oh, well, my human design coach. And then people will ask what the fuck I'm talking about. And I tried to explain human design in one episode. And I was like, I just don't even know what to say. So I need to have Alexandra on. So I'm really pumped for you to not only explain human design, but also we can dive into my chart to see like how it does actually manifest in reality. Because I think my listeners 
know me pretty well, well, where potentially they'll pick up on this type of stuff also. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being an evangelist for human design now. (laughs) You're so welcome. (laughs) So some context just for listeners, Alexandra and I know each other through a handful of mutual friends. And can you just tell people a little bit about yourself? I know you're a new mom. You're doing this. You're, you, you wear a lot of hats. I do. Like sometimes it's very hard to pick, you know, one career to describe to people when they ask me what I do, because I've kind of amassed a portfolio of them, I guess, including being a mom now, but I actually started my career in management consulting and then started a company with a close friend who's one of our mutual friends, which helps large iconic institutions and brands better understand this next generation of consumers, talent, you name it. And that process, honestly, of leaving the big corporate world is something that you obviously are very familiar with, but that really kind of set me on this path towards self-development. I became obsessed with getting to, to know myself, getting to understand my purpose. And along the way, I took many, many, many personality tests, one of which was this thing called human design. And for some reason, it really stuck because it's this awesome combination or marriage between more of the woo-woo astrology and really, really practical insights on how to live more effectively, essentially. So what started as just kind of a passion turned into a side hustle. And now it's kind of like a 50% hustle, essentially. So I split my time still between more of the corporate work. And then I do one-on-one sessions, essentially, with individuals talking them through their human design and their chart, which we'll get into. And more and more, I'm also trying to kind of build out maybe more of a library of resources to support people beyond that one-on-one time, because I can only spend that, you know, so much time doing that, especially as a new mom. I have an adorable, almost 14-month-year-old son, Leo, and I live in Santa Barbara, California. I also love that you said 14-month-year-old because I do the same. Thing where I'm like, I don't know what to say. I, it's the month thing confuses the hell out of me, but I have a lot to say on that, like job description. A, it's clear you're wearing a ton of hats, but B, one of the reasons I personally was drawn or am drawn to you in this world is because I do think for me personally, I'm not like a astrology is my Bible. I believe in all of this. I am one with the, I don't know what the term is, but all of those things. I feel like you bring a very, maybe married is the right word, style to this of knowing the astrology aspect of it, but then also being a realist while having a history and still having your foot in the corporate world where you're able to apply it in a way that for me feels attainable, realistic, and also not so far out of the realm of how my brain works. Does that make sense? Thank you. Because that's exactly, I think, how I try to position myself. I think this is the last thing that anyone who knows me expected me to ever do because I am the most kind of practical person and had always thought of myself as, as very left brain. However, that being said, I think it, there's so much room for people to come in like myself who want to take the woo and make it so much more relatable 
and really learn how to apply it to work. How does human design apply to parenting? Like those are the areas that I'm super, super passionate about more so than the theory behind it. But what I always say is honestly, I would not be doing this if I hadn't seen like the proof is in the pudding, right? I've done like, I don't know, probably a thousand, over a thousand one-on-one sessions now, probably more. And the accuracy of this system is wild. And again, I would not be doing this if I hadn't actually seen results because I'm a very kind of outcomes oriented person. No, it is spot on. So for anyone listening who has never even heard the terminology human design, what is human design? Okay. So I think about human design as a self-awareness tool ultimately. So your human design essentially is a chart and it's based just like astrology on your birth time, date, and place. And your chart, you want to think of as a roadmap or a blueprint to how your energy is designed to flow in the most optimal and most effortless way. And the whole premise of human design is that we are all designed to be different, right? There we are. There are 7 billion different combinations of preferences and sensitivities and energies out there. And unfortunately, somewhere along the way, we've come to live in a world where we're actually pushed to be so homogenized and do things in the same way, right? Where we have this eight to five workday, which is the standard. And we're all designed to parent in the same way, connect in the same way, express ourselves in the same way, or we're rather, we're not designed to do that, but there can be a lot of pressure to kind of operate in, you know, more of the kind of accepted way and what's modeled out there. So your human design chart basically shows you like exactly how you are supposed to make decisions, express yourself, gifts that you're here to share. And it gives you permission to essentially lean into those things and really truly operate in alignment with that kind of authentic self. It doesn't mean that there's never a challenge, but it means that when you come up against a challenge, you have the tools to actually overcome it. And it feels super rewarding as opposed to feeling like you encounter a challenge that you you can't get around and it feels like you're banging your head against the wall and there's all this frustration that gets built around it. So in one sentence, it is a tool to help you live more effectively by using your energy and investing it in things that are going to give you the greatest return on that investment. And I feel like that's what was so eye-opening to me where when we worked together, it was working through things of me feeling stuck on certain things, how to navigate work, how to figure out this whole new life I have as a mom and business owner and podcast, like all of that stuff. I know that, and I and might be correct in the terminology, but what are the types? Is it like the energy personality? There's these five different energy types, which is which are like the foundation essentially of the system, but it really is just the outer layer of the onion, right? So any listeners who have heard of human design or ever listened to a podcast it probably focused specifically on this idea of energy types because that is kind of the, I think about it as the gateway drug to the rest of the system and the rest of your chart. And you really have to get this thing right in order for all of the other parts of your chart to actually be able to express themselves. So I'll start with the generator. So the generator makes up about 30% of the population. And a generator is here to do 
basically what the name says, to generate energy. Generators have this capacity. They have their own motor that lives with within them. Basically, they have the ability to generate their own excitement and energy around things, especially when they are doing what they love. And because they have that ability to kind of recharge their own batteries, right? They wake up with a full tank. They basically burn very consistently through that energy throughout the day. They go to sleep when the energy is kind of zapped and they wake up with a full tank of energy. And because they have that ability, they are the natural kind of hustlers and grinders, right? They have the ability to really apply themselves in a sustained way to things, put their heads down and make things happen and get things done. Now, this is really helpful for the world at large. And that's why there's so many generators. But what can happen is that a lot of generators end up starting to associate their self-worth in a way to how much they are doing, right? How productive we are. Your generator I'm a generator. So we know this feeling very well that because from a young age, we were always praised for how much we could do, how much we could take on, right? How much we could put on our plate. We start to think that our value lies in taking more and more on. And so we start to say yes to things that maybe aren't actually that exciting to us. And that's the key, right? Generators are only as valuable and can only have as much output as they are being really discerning about what they're actually applying themselves to, because it has to be exciting to you, right? You have to feel that sacral pull, the sacral center, which is the, the chakra right behind the belly button is like that hub for a generator. And only when they feel that are they really able to push themselves. And that's when it won't feel like work. But you can imagine that many generators say yes to things that aren't exciting to them. And that plate gets fuller and fuller and fuller, and they start to feel burnt out and low energy, which is not something that is actually normal for a generator to feel. And usually that sign to look out for as a generator is frustration. When you feel frustrated, or if you feel this like frustration of energy, which is more of a stuckness, a stagnancy, like nothing's going anywhere. I feel like I'm in quicksand. That is a telltale sign that you've probably overcommitted to things or said yes to things that you shouldn't have, right? Because you were trying to please someone because you happen to have extra time and you can do it, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. I want to take a moment to shout out my right hand for the show, Amelie. Amelie has been such an amazing addition to my team and has worked tirelessly behind the scenes to bring you all the podcasts that you listen to every week. We played lacrosse together in college 10 years ago, and it has been so fun getting to work on a team together again. Amelie does all of the guest prep, the edits, and the copyright for the show, and her work allows me to focus on what I enjoy doing the most, the actual podcasting. When every person counts in your business, you cannot afford to take any of them for granted. And you know who gets that? Stamps.com. Because for the last 25 years, they've been helping businesses like mine save time and money. With Stamps.com, you can focus on your business knowing they have all your postage needs covered with premium discounts and great rates. For the last 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. And I think I know why. 
It's because they have huge carrier discounts, like up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Running a business is not cheap and every dollar counts. So I love that stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. I hate paying for something and realizing shortly after that I could have somehow saved money by doing it a different way. So this is the confidence I need in my decision making when it comes to shipping. Set your business up for success when you get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code Cameron for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code Cameron. And just like that, your favorite besties and tastemakers, Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone are back. Did you miss us? You know they did. Join us every Wednesday on your way to Sephora to hear our witty, ridiculous and irreverent musings on life, the universe, existence and of course what we currently ride for. You're going to absolutely live slash die for this podcast. You might even, dare we say, ride for it. So then there's this type that's very similar to the generator, the manifesting generator, which is actually a hybrid between a generator and a manifester. And there's some variations that are more slightly more like a manifester and some variations that are slightly more like a generator. But manifesting generators have that same capacity to basically generate their own energy and be that motor, but they move extremely quickly. Manifesting generators are the ultimate, like multi-passionate human. They oftentimes are, feel that excitement around lots of different things, which makes it very difficult for them to choose how to apply themselves and what to invest their energy in. And because they move so quickly, they might also find that they're into something for a few months and then they're over it, right? I've seen so many manifesting generators clinging to things that stopped being exciting to them years ago. And as a result, they are like a shell of themselves, right? Because they don't feel as energized as they're naturally supposed to be. That's what Liam is, right? Yes, that's what Liam is. And that's what my son is too. And like, you can imagine how amazing it is to have that knowledge as a parent, right? And for example, my son is a manifesting generator. Part of his thing is he'll start playing with something and then he'll move on to the next and he's not done with that first thing yet, right? He wants to kind of bounce back to it. And so initially my tendency was want to clean up everything after. So he'd right. be like moving on to the next and I'd be cleaning up the old thing and he gets so frustrated with me. And I realized that's because he likes to like bounce back and forth. He needs that variety. And so again, knowing this as a parent now can make me, you know, much more confident in the way that I approach that. And I... I'm already excited about like, I mean, school for him is going to be interesting, right? Because he's going to need lots of variety constantly. So being able to sit down with his teachers and say, listen, Leo is a manifesting generator. And I hope they're open enough to it to like take that on. But, and I also hope that one day we live in a world that actually welcomes kind of that type of differentiation within our educational systems too, because the truth is like my husband is, is a projector, which is the type I'll get to next. And they are really most effective when they can focus on one thing at a time, tunnel vision, right. And go really, 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 really deep. And they also work for shorter, intense periods of time, but then need a lot of rest. Projectors are here to be our guides. Projectors are the wise 
kind of seers. They have this amazing fresh perspective on things. They see things in a different way that other than other people see them. They're very innovative, but also they're very efficiency driven. Projectors are always looking to improve things and make them run better. They're very drawn to systems and bringing efficiency, essentially. But projectors do not have that internal motor like generators and manifesting generators do. Their energy very naturally ebbs and flows a lot more. They're here to have like that fresh perspective. They need a little bit of distance, right? They can't be all up in life's grill all the time. They need to basically step back to have a little bit of that perspective. And projectors generally are supposed to be a little bit more passive. There's this strategy that we talk about for projectors, which is called waiting for the invitation, which means that because they have limited energy, it's essential that when they engage, when they invest their energy into something, that they know for sure that it's going to be put to use, right? That the person on the other end that's receiving that energy is actually going to do something with it. And so by waiting for the invitation, by waiting for someone to actually ask for their opinion or ask for their gift to be shared, they're ensuring that there's like that fit so that they know that when they do show up, like it's actually going to be appreciated because there's nothing worse than a projector that does not feel seen and does not feel appreciated. I should have said projectors are about 20%. So manifestors are about 9% and manifestors are these like big, bold, trailblazers. Like manifestors are here to initiate, to spark, to start things. They really are the movement makers, right? That's why there's so few of them because if all of us were movement makers, like it would be chaos. So we really need like these people who are here to kind of, yeah, blaze a trail and be a pioneer. But manifestors, they really are just here to do their thing without worrying or paying attention to, oh, who's jumping on board, right? Who's actually following me? Manifestors come out of the womb, like a, almost like adults in a way, like they're very, like they're very independent. They know what they want. They have kind of like that big energy. And as a loving parent, your instinct is let me protect them. They can't go out into the world like that, right? They're because manifestors naturally ruffle people's feathers, right? They're naturally gonna like bump up against things and against people because that's what you need to do to change the game. Like they are change makers. So what happens a lot is I get clients who are manifestors and there are these like very meek sweet, soft-spoken people who have been conditioned or trained to be people pleasers and to not listen to those urges that they're actually feeling to like, do this, start this, go there. And so for a lot of manifestors, it's about learning to trust that like intuitive urge that they'll feel of like, I've got to do this right now, right? I like have to fly to Bali tomorrow or like I have to do something with this person that I just met last night at the event. Like there's this like internal urge and you want to follow that as a manifester, but many of us feel like we shouldn't or can't and come up with a million excuses and are more focused on getting permission or validation from the outside world, which is so stifling for a manifester. And the sign for manifestors, by the way, that they are not listening to those urges is anger. And anger is also something that is so misunderstood and has been dubbed as something shameful, right? Like we're taught not to feel anger because it's like an ugly emotion in some mm -hmm. way, shape or form. But really like if, 
if manifestors could harness that anger. And so a lot of the time now it comes out in like hives. So manifestors look for those, those areas where you might be experiencing or shutting down the anger or turning it into something else and ask yourself, like, where am I making myself small? And then the very final type is a reflector. Reflectors are these like magical beings. They're the one percent of people. Our mutual friend actually is a is a reflector, and they are really here to be mirrors. Like they are constant gut checks as to how the environment is doing because they are literally mirroring the health of wherever they are and the environment that they're in, the people that they're with. So, for example, when there's a lot going on in the world, right? A lot of reflectors end up developing things like autoimmune diseases because they're carrying all of that within them. And reflectors are again here to almost live moment to moment and very much be at the like center of their community because their gift is really like revealing the hidden truths and bringing things to light that otherwise people are kind of like shutting down. But reflectors in order to be able to do that are highly, highly, highly sensitive, right? They are like chameleons that are constantly adjusting and adapting to what their environment needs from them. But they're also constantly taking on the world's fears, the world's emotions, the world's like identity struggles. All of that is what reflectors can take on. And so it's really important for reflectors to learn to set boundaries and protect that space and also curate their environment very intentionally. Like they need to feel so good in their space, right? Because they're so kind of sensitive to it. So spend all the time you need crafting like the perfect home as a reflector, because that is your sanctuary. That is your safe space. And that is really, really important. And then the other thing for reflectors is just living in the moment and trying not to get too caught up with, oh, what's coming next. And also trying not to get too caught up in or over-identifying with any one version of you because you are constantly evolving, right? And that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't know who you are. It just means that you're living your reflector truth. The cool thing about human design is that those inconsistent areas, right? And I won't get into too much detail, but everyone within their chart has like the areas that they're most consistent. And these are the things you want to double down on, like knowing that those are the parts of you that are always accessible, always available. That's super helpful. And then these inconsistent areas where you're more the product of your environment, just like that reflector. So knowing that that like big building kind of starting energy is inconsistent, what you could do is go to an environment where you know there's a lot of that. So like for you going to a co-working space on the days that you know you've got to start something big, you're going to be able to kind of ride that wave. And even though you don't necessarily have it within you that day, you're going to be able to kind of borrow that energy from the environment around you. And you'll notice while you're there, you're like, oh my God, I'm like feeling it. It's so spot on. And then you get home though, and you'll be like zapped, right? Yeah. Like it will hit you that like, oh, wow, that was borrowed energy. It's not actually mine. And I need to like really reset and like recharge. I say like plug yourself into the wall, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's so clear for me when there are days where I'm creative and there are days where I'm not. And the days where I'm not, I am like, what am I doing with my life? What is my job? Everyone hates me. My content sucks. There's no way I'm going to be able to keep doing this. And the days that I am feeling, 
I guess that heat and excitement, I'm like, I'm the fucking best. I am so good at my job. I am going to build an empire. Like it is wild how different I can be. A big part of that is actually what we call your ego center. So the chart is made up of these nine different energy centers, essentially, that each map to a chakra, if you're familiar with those. And each center governs a particular part of the human body psyche experience. So there's a center for emotions. There's a center for that kind of like hustle grind energy. There's a center for the big starting momentum type of energy. There's a center for fears and so on. The ego center is the center that rules our sense of self-esteem as well as our motivation. And this center for you is completely shaped and determined by your environment, by the people that you're around, by the experiences that you're having in that moment. So you are not in control essentially of your self-esteem and of your motivation. And so what that means is there can be these massive swings where you read one negative you know, comment on a post and your self-esteem just goes down the drain. And then the next moment you get an email from like some really happy sponsor who's like, oh my God, I'm so excited about what we just did. And suddenly you're like, okay, I'm a rock star. Forget about that other thing. And like, you can literally swing from one to the other. Whereas for example, someone who had this center as more of a consistent center, right? For them, there's not going to be as big of a swing. And for them, it's always coming from within. So they are kind of in control of their own self-esteem. They can determine that more. And so knowing this for you, if you are super unmotivated, maybe create a folder of all the like amazing feedback or those types of emails from sponsors that you get so that when you're really unmotivated, you open that folder, you read all of them and you'll literally feel like, okay, I got this. I suddenly have this desire to do all of these different things. You know what I do not get a lot of lately? Vegetables in my diet. And that is like a massive understatement. So you better believe I am heavily relying on my daily AG1 by Athletic Greens. AG1 is made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. But it is way more than just greens. I gave AG1 a try because I felt I wasn't getting enough nutrients with my diet. I had heard about it from a multitude of friends and people I trusted, and I wanted to see what all the buzz was about. Well, it's safe to say I became hooked because that was multiple years ago and I have taken it every day since. I take AG1 first thing in the morning before I get my day started and it makes me feel like I'm ready to take on my day. I feel energized and ready to go spend the morning wrangling my toddler because if there is anything you need energy for, trust me, It is that. Without fail, it is the first thing I do when I come downstairs. My husband and I both fill up our glasses of water, pour in a scoop of AG1, add in some drops of the vitamin D3, and mix it on up. I am a bit of a slower sipper, but I swear I will look over and five seconds later, my husband has already finished his. I guess whatever floats your boat in your method, you do you. I know some people that also prefer it with over ice, with a straw, and some that even add some lemon or pineapple juice for some additional sweetness. However you are getting your AG1 in is up to you. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash FFF. That's athleticgreens.com slash FFF to check it out. 
I recently told you guys about my love for aloe moves and how it was helping me tap back into my yoga practice, but I am an even bigger fan now because it has such a great prenatal catalog. Doing any form of exercise can be incredibly daunting and overwhelming when pregnant, but I especially find certain yoga practices confusing as I'm not always sure what I'm able to do and what position modifications I should be making. And the Allo Moves prenatal classes help so much with all these factors and have helped me slowly start to re-enter exercising again because let's be honest, I haven't been doing that much at all this first trimester. Allo Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform that features yoga practices, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, Allo Yoga. They truly have something for everyone, from beginner to advanced, yoga to bar, Pilates, cardio, hit, everything. They even have relaxing guided meditations and breath work. And the best part is you need little to no equipment. The biggest plus for me though is that I can fit it into my schedule. Sometimes I only have a quick 15-minute window to move my body. And I love that all classes are on demand. They always have something for when I need to squeeze in a workout. It's not just me that is loving Aloe Moves. It was voted the best wellness app of 2022 by InStyle Magazine and best yoga app of 2023 by Women's Health. For a limited time, Aloe Moves is offering my listeners a free 30-day trial plus get this, 50% off an annual membership. But you can only get it by going to allomoves.com and use code Cameron in all caps. That's A-L-O-Moves.com and all caps code Cameron to get a free 30-day trial plus 50% off an annual membership. Allomoves.com, Cameron, all caps. So you're completely right, as you know, because we've worked together. So you know the ins and outs I mean, not that's not why you're saying this. You knew this before, but you have seen it firsthand as you've seen my ego swings. And another reason why this job, I personally believe is a little dangerous for me. Like I do have to keep myself in check because I can feel myself very intensely on either end. Like I've had some of the darkest days and then some days where I think I'm fucking Kim Kardashian and need a reality check. However, (laughs) What's interesting to me is one thing that I think pulls me back in. And yes, like I do have a folder of DMs, specifically more on the podcast, because that's helpful for me with like reviewing what episodes really resonated or sharing with potential brand sponsors and that kind of thing. But when I spend time with my son, because I don't know if this is within my human design chart, I don't know, but being a mom is something I feel so confident in. And so untouchable. Yes, I'm confused 90% of the time. Yes, I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. It's not like I think I have all the answers. I just feel very confident in my role as a mom and my relationship with my son that when I spend time with him, it almost resets that. And maybe it's a putting things in perspective where if someone's harassing me in my DMs and telling me what a horrific person I am and I go spend time with my son, I'm like, wait, no, I am a good person. I know me. He knows me. This person has no idea who I am. Their opinion actually doesn't matter. Like it puts things in perspective where I'm like, as long as I'm doing my best at this job with him, that's all that matters to me. Cause at the end of the day, that is the most important thing to me. Does that apply to this? Like, is that a surprise to you? hundred percent. Okay. So the center in your chart, that is your identity center. So this is like the stuff that 
kind of your sense of self essentially. And it's very connected to also the stuff that you love in life. Your identity center is consistent for you, meaning you are supposed to show up as the same cam in like any environment, right? And like, that is something that's going to feel really natural. You're not going to change who you are and how you talk and how you act in order to basically appease that environment. A few things in your identity center that are most consistently going to bring you back to who you are and what really matters to you. One of those things is this like childlike innocence and playfulness and looking at the world through a child's eyes is always going to bring you back to, okay, who am I? What actually matters most? And that's the stuff that is like really grounding for you. So I think when you spend time with Liam, like that's how you're looking at the world. And he gives you that perspective of like what actually matters right now. Yeah. And I agree with that. And the other thing about being a mom, it's something I've noticed recently. I actually said this to Joe the other day, like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Liam almost feels like a drug to me where I spend the mornings with him. I do mornings from wake up until usually nine or 10. And that time is so vital to me. And there's one day a week where I don't do it so that I can do like a morning workout class outside of the house. And I'm not going to lie. I would think, oh, I'm having a morning to myself. I get to leave the apartment. I get to go to this workout class, like enjoy the like non-mom world. But quite honestly, those are the days where I feel less filled up and like myself. And I recently reassess, like, do I even want to be doing that? Because if I don't have that quality time with him in the morning, I notice a difference for me. Yeah. And part of this, I think, and it's funny because when we initially spoke, I feel like you were much earlier on in your motherhood journey, Yeah, but you have this element in your chart that is literally like the motherhood channel of like greatness, like literally motherhood. And it's very much tied to creativity too, because there's that element of fertility, right? But like, it is part, like part of your purpose. And I think I even said that in our initial session, like, and this sounds stupid, but part of your purpose is literally to be a mother and to kind of be a a voice or a channel around things, motherhood, sex, like relationships, like, and I'm talking like deep in, like it's the deep stuff, right? Like this comes so naturally to you. It's like literally one of your main channels, that, and then the finding potential and helping people move towards it. Those two things, like it, it makes total sense. They feel like drugs to you. Yeah. I am complete drugs. I am wondering for me, something big that we discussed is following the excitement and, you know, trying to have that lead the way of what I'm doing with my work. And in terms of how I apply this just for listeners, even in a sense of brand partnerships, it happened the other day, my management emailed me and it was a great opportunity on paper, like a company that I actually use and like have enjoyed good financials, not a heavy ask. And I responded and I was just like, I We'll work on trying to get the right verbiage for this so that you can understand more of my reasoning, especially because like it's a newer management company for me. So we're trying to figure each other out as deeply as we can. But I was like, I, I just can't put it any other way than this doesn't excite me and I want to pass. And that's something I'm actively trying to work on because I know historically, if I take on a partnership that doesn't excite me, when I'm filming it, I'm like, I 
fucking hate the world. I'm like this. Why did I do this? I hate this. Everything's going wrong. Like I get so annoyed and then I compare it to, you know, I won't include any of those names, but then I compare compare it to like the Nike where that was my dream partnership. I felt so lit up when I was shooting the content. I was like, this is amazing. And it's so clear to me with that excitement, what comes and same thing with the event I threw the other week. Like I was so excited for that moment and it clearly was a huge success. So for me, I'm trying to use that as a tool for navigation of what I want to do. But my question for you is what happens if I agree to something because I am excited about it. And then the time comes and I'm like, like, I can't back out. So how do I navigate? You are also what we call an emotional decision maker. So everyone has one of these centers that basically is their main decision-making center as an emotional decision maker. You're someone who is always looking at the world in a slightly biased view because you're always, there's always like an emotion that's kind of like a lens through which you're looking at things, right? The tricky thing about emotions is that they're like a wave, right? They kind of come rolling in and then there's this like big crescendo moment at the top and then they kind of dissipate and you find yourself bobbing at the surface. And there's a tendency to want to make decisions right at the top of the wave, But really where you want to make the decision is when you're bobbing at the surface, that's where you have more clarity. So with excitement, it's kind of like you have to learn to like feel the excitement, right? Notice the excitement, the immediate response, but not react immediately because you want to make sure that that excitement is actually still there, right? If you gave it 24 hours, you probably would wake up the next day and be like, actually, I didn't think that through completely. Like, that excitement has kind of waned, right? Because either things have been put in perspective, you know, I've kind of settled down from that emotional high after playtime with Liam, whatever that might be. So generally for you, it is always better to, to notice the excitement, acknowledge it definitely, but don't make any big decisions until you've given it about 24 hours at least to kind of see if that excitement sustains. Okay. That's really helpful. My other last question before we have to go is in my like cheat sheet, something that's really interesting you put in was like, most people will never see the true you, but rather a version of you that they want to see. This is specifically interesting for me because as we've discussed working together, like I've now gotten to a point where I can acknowledge that and accept that when it comes to any negativity or positivity, I get like, some of the really positive messages are people being like, I feel like they tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know why you told me that. Like, I mean, I don't mind knowing this happens to me a lot in my life, which is something else we've discussed. So I think in their eyes, they see me as someone they really do know. And I really am their like person. And I feel honored. On the flip side, some people will make the decision to hate me for whatever reason it is. And I could be saying, I love my life. It's so sunny, whatever. And they're like, she's complaining that it's sunny out. Like they're going to just whatever they want to see, they're going to see. Why is that? The main thing that you're referring to is what we call your profile in human design, which is part of your chart that speaks to your personality archetypes. Essentially, there's 12 different profiles 
And each profile consists of two numbers. And each of those numbers is basically an archetype that lives within you. So your profile is a five one. The first number, right, is the number of how you kind of see yourself more. And the second number is how other people see you, but they're both really important. That five number, five people are the archetype of the five is really the savior, basically the challenge solver, the person who comes in and just has this energy of being able to save the day. Fives are people who are very sensitive to people's expectations, right? And therefore, like, really want to show up and solve those problems that they're seeing. And they're very sensitive to disappointing people too. The challenge is sometimes that there's this projection, like you said, it's like people, you walk into that room and they only see, oh my gosh, Cameron is the answer to my prayers. Like she can solve all my problems. They don't see oh my gosh, Cameron looks a little bit tired and overwhelmed. And like, I probably shouldn't add this to her plate. They literally just see what they need from you. That's how they've been programmed. Then you have this one archetype and the one is the investigator. The one is the person who dives deep, who wants to really understand everything, who likes to research, who likes to Google things. The more you know, the better you feel, right? Like asking lots of questions. And so you can imagine there's this like, you're doing all this work in order to be that challenge solver, to be that savior, but no one sees that. So people think they know you really, really well, and they think that gives them the right to be able to say certain things, right? Or to think that you are their best friend and they know you, but there's actually so much more there behind the real vulnerability line that you are not sharing. And so it's nobody's fault per se. It's just helpful for you to be aware of this fact that a lot of people just will never see the full picture, not because they're doing anything wrong, not because you're doing anything wrong, but just because that's the way you've been designed essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's your job to kind of be mindful about not taking on too much, not solving problems that you might not be equipped or able or energized enough to solve. Yeah. I mean, it's so freaking helpful for me because when I have those days where I'm like, I want to dig my heels in what, or whether it's, I feel overwhelmed by trying to be so much to so many, or I want to dig my heels in because I'm like, no, you don't know me. That's not right. Like, let me prove you. I have to come back to this and remember it's no one's fault. It's not my job to prove myself. I am doing what I need to do. This was so helpful, A, for me, because we haven't had a meeting in a while and I needed to remember some of this stuff, but B, I think for listeners to just learn more about all of this. So for anyone who's listening, who is really lit up by this conversation and just wants to dive deeper, where can they follow you and potentially work with you? Awesome. So follow me at Alexandra F. Cole, F for female on Instagram. And I, all of my posts are all about kind of making human design more applicable and actionable and practical. So that should be helpful. And then my website, alexandracole.com has a page called what is human design that gives you a really nice synopsis of all of this and will kind of help point you in the right direction. And then you can also see all of the ways you can work with me. Perfect. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. This has really been one of the best things I've done for myself in terms of like the way I approach my life and my business. And Alexandra, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.